0: What is up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of the United Business Podcast. I'm your host, Brad. There are no black folks on the podcast <laughs> today. I'm sorry to say, Terrence is out, Micah is out, so I am joined, of course, by none other than the Screech the Eagle to my <laughs> Oriole bird. The I appreciate that. The Gary Oak <laughs> to my male trainer, <laughs> Gary. Is What's here. up? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why. Uh, I don't know why the other two could not see fit to grace you with their presence tonight. Uh, I, I I understand why the docket is light. There ain't shit going it's on. It's super light. There's two stories in the news, so we will be talking to you guys and answering pretty much every question that you ask for for the Dense Pixels Post Office this week. Um, apologies in advance. Uh, we are not talking about the G two A controversy because. I'm too stupid to talk about that because I didn't know what G two A was until literally three hours ago. And yeah. I don't have the mental capacity uh to to uh learn that much about it, to have an opinion. Nope. Uh so let's get into what we've been playing. Uh nothing new for me but Carrie uh I let's let's talk about Cadence of Hyrule first. Okay. And then we can talk about the miserable <laughs> the, the, the miserable quest you're on. Yeah. Uh currently with the other game you've been playing.
1: Yep. Uh, Cadence of Hyrule is is really fun. Um, I never played Crypt of the Necrodancer. Um, I don't really care for roguelikes, and I don't really care for difficult games, so I didn't play it. But I heard good things about Cadence of Hyrule, so I picked it up, and I I quite enjoyed it. Uh, It has enough of the Zelda flavor to it. I mean, it's basically a Zelda game where you move to the the beat uh, of beat. the music. Yeah. yeah. Um I've heard I,
0: such wildly varying takes on this game.
1: Yeah. I really enjoyed it. I really like Zelda games. I really like 2D Zelda games. Um it takes a little while when you're picking it up fresh to sort of get going. Like you're gonna die a lot uh when you first pick it up. But once you figure out the enemy movements and what to do with different weapons and what the range of different weapons is and whatnot. Um I thought it was really easy, like, it just, it clicked for me after a certain point, and I was like, this game is super easy, but I had other friends who were like, this game is really hard, and I I couldn't do it, and I think what made the game easier for me is I'm a musician, like, I think it's probably easier to pick up a game that forces you to do things in rhythm with the music, if you have a good sense of rhythm. <laughs>
0: So I'm so I'm confused about this though, because like I said, I've heard a lot of different takes. So is this one of those things where you will learn like skills that will make future puzzles easier? Or is everything just like, alright, I figured out how to clear this board and now this new level is gonna frustrate the shit out of me until I figure out how to clear this one as well?
1: No, I think it's you'll you'll pick up skills that you will be able to use down the line for for stuff like that, at least that's that's what I sort of found to be the case.
0: So. Okay, because I because I don't mind if a game is hard as long as it like gives you a satisfying feeling of progression as you get better mm-hmm. at the game. um I, I've been on the fence about picking this one up just because, like I said, the it's it, like I said all over the gamut. People are all over the place. I would parties. wait
1: for a sale. Um
0: yeah twenty five also is expensive.
1: I think it probably should have been fifteen um mm. just because like even with the amount of trouble that I had at the beginning of it, I still cleared the game in about seven hours. Um, now that's that's just one playthrough. If you start a new game, it sort of rerolls the board because it's it's a rogue light. Mm. so it has rogue like elements to it. Um, but it's not starting from scratch every single time you get a game over. certain things carry over between lives. So, that being said, like I'll probably play through it again. It has a co-op mode that maybe I'll try to play through with my husband at some point. So, I would say wait for a sale, because I still think $25 is a
0: little steep,
1: but I really enjoyed it. The music is really good. Um, if you're into the Zelda music, the remixes that they did for this game are incredible. So,
0: It's, it's honestly shocking this game came out. This seems like such an un-Nintendo thing. To allow someone just to make a game based on one of their most treasured properties, to just that's, hand that's really off shit. Yeah.
1: Link and Zelda to an indie dev, yeah, yeah, just like, whatever, do your
0: thing. It's cool.
1: It's a little out of character, yeah, so,
0: but good. Like I said, it's fine. I, I, you know, what? There is one story that we can talk about that I'm going to add to the docket while you're talking about um, your misery. Mm. <laughs>
1: So yeah, um, I guess if we're moving on to the other game I've been playing, I'm still working my way through Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> uh, I fin- well, I'm not going to say I finished the first one. I'm done with the first one. Um, I think I was done with the first one the last time I was on here. I got to Ansem, the final boss, and I got like halfway through that boss battle. Couldn't do it couldn't beat anthem and it got to the point where i was like i am no longer having fun i am going to watch the ending on youtube and move on with my life so that's what i did uh i actually finished two i i beat Zemnus. um i thought two was better than one in every conceivable way particularly gameplay the gameplay in one it that sure is a Action RPG from 2002. Brand new IP where Square wasn't 100% sure what they were doing yet. And so, Kingdom Hearts 1 is janky as fuck. And it's not fun to play. Kingdom Hearts 2 has this zippy, snappy combat. Um, It it just plays much smoother. The story is Kingdom Hearts. So it's kind of stupid, but it's... (laughs)
0: But doesn't doesn't it still feel like a fourteen year old game though? Or, or, I don't or think so. It...
1: I think Kingdom okay. Hearts Two has aged much better than Kingdom Hearts One. Interesting. Um, in, two yeah. year, in
0: two years time, how the fuck could they have improved the system that much?
1: I it's it's honestly incredible how how they really did. Um, and so I did not play Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories because I decided to love myself instead, <laughs> and I just watched the story on YouTube. And I watched the 358 over two days compilation film as well to get the story. And then I moved on to birth by sleep. Um, I actually finished Tara's storyline. I got to the end of Ventus's story literally last night and I just couldn't beat Vanitas.
0: Are you, cause... are you talking, char- are these characters? Or these are, are characters sizes of cups at Starbucks.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I couldn't beat Vanitas because at the end of his final boss fight, there's like some bullshit quick time event. And I'm just like, I'm not good at those. And I tried it like three times and I was like, nope, I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm done doing this now. So I'm going to move on to uh, Aqua's story. I might just watch the final chapter of Birth by Sleep on YouTube and... Again, just trying to move on with my life. I just want to get to three. I just want to get caught up with the story so that I can relate to my friends who have loved this series for the last 15 years of their lives.
0: I mean, are you enjoying the overarching story in the Kingdom Hearts games? I am. You, you know, I am, you five know. of them or experienced five of them?
1: I, I, I like, particularly I like Sora's storyline and I like Riku's storyline. Like those... Those two extremely dumb boys I would, I would take a bullet for at this point. I really quite enjoy them a lot. Um, I like the three characters in Birth by Sleep, um, Terra, Aqua, and Ventus, but they have three brain cells between the three of them, and Aqua has two of them. So it's like every, at every turn in Terra's story, he's like, what if I did the worst thing I could possibly do here? He literally meets the evil queen. And she's like, yo, I will tell you where this man Xehanort went, but you got to kill Snow White and bring me her heart. And he's like, yeah, that seems legit. And then he just goes off. And I'm like, what are you doing? And then he gets like, he gets fucking Norted at the end of his story. And I'm just like, he's like, I cannot believe. That Zaynor tricked me like this, and I'm like, really? You couldn't believe that that fucking guy is an evil person. Really, you couldn't? You couldn't believe that you were seriously tricked by him? He's so fucking dumb. He's incredibly stupid.
0: I feel like JRPG storytelling advanced consistently until Final Fantasy X came out, and then like they just stayed. It stayed on the same level for like mm-hmm. a decade and a yeah. half.
1: Yeah, there's some really dumb boys in Kingdom Hearts. I don't <laughs> I don't know that any of the of the male characters in Kingdom Hearts have any brain cells. The only character with more than one brain cell is Aqua. And like she's just trying to clean up after everyone else's mess and she gets stuck in the realm of darkness or some shit. I don't know what's going on. I just want to finish these games.
0: Well. Ah! You are a, you are a braver. A braver person than i because not ever like i said i played five hours of Kingdom hearts one and that that game's janky hearts for me yeah yeah
1: i would not recommend anybody play kingdom hearts one just like watch someone else play it and then play the second
0: one (laughs) and that was when i was like like in my early 20s like i i was i could have been susceptible to such a to such a game but no not so much yep so I'll
1: i'll get through the rest of the games eventually
0: this sounds awful. Like, you should just play fun <laughs> things and not not things that are making you, like, Honestly, fun. like, I'm, Incredible I'm having... Incredible Twitter tangents, I'm having, highly entertaining, but...
1: <laughs> I'm having a much better time with, like, the games now that I'm no longer playing Kingdom Hearts 1. Like, 2 is a lot of fun. Uh, Birth by Sleep makes me ask a lot of questions about character development, but it's fine. Um, I don't know that I'm going to play Dream Drop Distance. I, I really just want to play 3 at this point.
0: And, but and I know, and, I know and, that and, I can't. Recoded. And don't forget, I am about not playing
1: Recoded. No, I've, it comes. They uh. when they did the the compilation story so far, they were like, we're not even going to make these fuckers play Recoded. <laughs> just watch the cutscenes and move on with your life. Uh, so hilarious. it's literally just a, a cutscene compilation. Um, the other one, so yeah, so it's Recoded is a cutscene compilation, and then you have Dream Drop Distance, which is playable. Um 0.2 final chapter prologue is playable. And then the mobile game has like a big movie that explains the events of the
0: mobile game,
1: apparently. Because you need all, all you need all of this information in order to understand whatever the fuck is going on in Kingdom Hearts 3. I, fe-
0: I feel like 20 minutes on Wikipedia could solve you a lot of hand wringing.
1: No I got to do it. I got to do it the right way. You know what? A year ago, I was like, fuck Kingdom Hearts. And now I'm like, I went to the Kingdom Hearts Orchestra last weekend, and I had a really good time. And I'm still playing these fucking games.
0: This sounds... My friends are lucky that I like them.
1: My friends are lucky that I like them. That I'm doing this for them. I would never do this if not for the fact that, like several of my closest friends are so into kingdom hearts and i'm like i should give this a chance
0: i mean look you but only either... one of,
1: for the record only one of them has played golden sun for my sake
0: i mean for the i mean you could do this or you could just get new friends i feel like the latter option is probably <laughs> probably the easier
1: of the two
0: um i played I'm more golden sun than i played way. kingdom hearts if that makes you feel any better well by the way
1: I wish that was the case for more people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> not, not, not much more, mind you, but still technically more. Huh. Um, we'll move on to new releases. Uh, a, a programming note, by the way. So last week we talked about the free games for PlayStation. Uh, Sony had Pro Evolution Soccer 2019 as one of them. At the, at the 11th hour, at the very last minute, the day before, uh, after, even after we finished recording, but before the games went live for free, uh, they swapped out Pro Evolution Soccer. 2019 for detroit become human and heavy rain so now you can't get pest 19 but you can get detroit and heavy rain for free on ps4 apparently there's a big to do about it uh people were wondering why the switch happened Konami said we don't know ask sony they're the ones that did it and sony was like yeah we did but we're we don't really want to talk about it so very strange all right very strange
1: did like david cage show up and suck someone's dick
0: (laughs) either that or they realized that they just stopped supporting Konami, or maybe kojima threatened to not release death stranding if they gave uh konami (laughs) some pro evolution love i don't know let the conspiracy let the wild conspiracies flow Mm. as to why you can get detroit for free uh probably an upgrade though honestly those two games instead of instead of past 19 a little bit more broad appeal I guess yeah i mean micah was was so so on detroit but i liked heavy rain heavy rain is probably my favorite of those games i would agree
1: with you um i'm just i don't care for him
0: i understand trust me there's been enough stuff in the news in in this past year or so that i that's a that's a completely valid position to hold. yeah so uh the the real reason that mike is probably not on the show this week is because uh center and kagura peach ball <laughs> is coming out on ps4 And the Nintendo Switch. So, you know, Mike is, you know, gonna be getting his center and Kagura fix Mm -hmm. on this week. So, again, probably why he's not here. Uh, He's not here to refute those claims, so I have to assume it's true. Uh, Dr. Mario World came out for mobile this week on Android and iOS. Apparently, uh, it is just like all the other Nintendo mobile games where it's a good game, uh, but not devoid of the proclivities that befall all mobile games. So, if you want to have a real mobile time with Dr. Mario, uh, you can download that on your phone for free this week. Pass. Uh, yeah, me too. I'm not, I even love Dr. Mario. I'm just like,
1: yeah, I, I like Dr. Even, Mario. I don't need too. another one of these games. So. I don't need another mobile game. Yeah. I got back into Animal Crossing Pocket Camp, and I'm already spending too much time on that.
0: <laughs> uh, Dra- Dragon Quest Builders 2 comes to PS4, and Nintendo Switch uh, this Friday. Uh, God Eater 3 is coming to Nintendo Switch. It is previously released on PlayStation 4. Uh, And Capcom randomly has thrown their hat into the ring with a new uh, card battle game called Tepin, which released uh, on July 4th of all days uh, last week on Android and iOS. Uh, Again, this is a free to play uh, card battling game in the vein of of a Hearthstone or an Elder Scrolls Legends or something of that sort. Uh, apparently, the big hook with this one is it, it's played in real time and matches last like five minutes. So hmm. it's fast action. Uh, there are many Cap- famous Capcom characters uh, representing many Capcom properties, Street Fighter, Mega Man, or Dark or Dark, Darkstalkers, um, et cetera, et cetera. There's eight characters now, more to come later. So I haven't got a chance to check it out yet. I probably will. I like those games. Uh, and I like CopCam, uh, CopCam, Capcom, so, yeah. so I will check out some Teppan <laughs> and hopefully report back to you guys next week. All right. So quick hits, uh, Epic Games, Good Guy Epic Games is going to be covering the refunds for Shenmue 3 Kickstarter backers that are upset by the fact that the game is becoming a Epic Games exclusive on PC. So, of course, during the Kickstarter campaign for Shenmue 3... um, they advertised that they were going to release the game on Steam. Mm-hmm. They decided, after the fact, to ha- be an Epic Game Store exclusive for the first six months of the game's release. Uh, a lot of their fans got in, or a lot of the Kickstarter backers got uh, a little salty about that, which is understandable. Uh, because, you know, they advertise one thing and they're doing something else. Uh, so they offered refunds to those folks. And the Epic Game Store, uh, or Tim Sweeney, I should say, uh, said that they're going to be covering the cost. So...
1: Cool. I hope this means that I will now get my money back for the <laughs> foolish mistake that I made backing Shenmue Three on Kickstarter.
0: Now, wait. Are you getting it back because you're actually upset about the Steam thing? Or are you just? No. Are you looking at this as like a backdoor?
1: I I just I I'm looking <laughs> at this like a backdoor, man. I don't. I don't know why I did that. When I did, I was just like, "Yeah, I should move three after all this time. Hell yeah!" And I just like slam money on the table. And now I'm out here looking like Boo Boo the Fool,
0: like. <laughs> so what do you think uh, about this? Because we, cause we talked a lot about Epic Games on the show last week.
1: Yeah, um, I think this and... is. I think this is good. I think it's it's nice that they're doing this. Um, I mean, again, it it boils down to them having. Advertised and gotten people's money based on offering it on Steam, and now they're not going to offer it on Steam. So I think it's respectable that that they are covering the cost of refunds, and that Epic is covering the cost of refunds because you sure as shit know that the game dev wasn't about to do it.
0: I find this super interesting, just because Shenmue Three is not exactly a game that's going to be. Lighting the sales charts on fire.
1: No, I kind of doubt it.
0: And I would imagine that more people than you might think are going to take advantage of this refund. Mm-hmm. So it's to the point where Epic's actual revenue generated from Shenmue 3 because of this is not going to probably be that high, honestly. Mm-hmm. So it's a, like I understand why they're doing it because, again, it's all in the name of you know breaking down the 70 30 industry standard split right but i don't know well like, yeah it, it, it's a little surprising to me that uh that they're willing to go to bat on this considering it's going to pretty much wipe or probably come close to wiping most of their most of their uh, revenue yeah generated from Shenmue. so
1: yeah it'll uh i'll be interested in in seeing what what actually happens with this I don't know that I'm actually gonna get a refund I have to actually go back and look at how much money I pledged and it's been four years now
0: yeah well that's I mean that's that's coming in under schedule for a video game uh video game Kickstarter <laughs> remember Based when they said that history. the
1: game was going to be done in 2017. Oh, yeah. I remember and, when and, and, and they I, said it was going I, to be done in 2017,
0: and I and I remember laughing inside on anyone that actually believed that it was going to be done in 2017. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, look if uh, if Bloodstain is hopefully the start of the trend towards uh, Kickstarter projects actually delivering on the promise. That we have for those games than bully, but I'm not. Uh, I'm not holding my breath. And look, I am.
1: It, it, I am no longer backing video games via Kickstarter. I I've, I applaud that. I have backed one game where I was satisfied with the result that I got, and that was Toe Jam and Earl back in the groove.
0: And look, if if even number one Shenmue apologist Micah is not <laughs> excited about Shenmue, I mean, what what do you have? Right. What do you have? <laughs> so you don't have anything. So. Moving on from there, uh, Nintendo uh, legend Shigeru Miyamoto (laughs) has an interesting opinion uh, that he shared during a question-answer session during their annual shareholder meeting. Uh, He was asked about the impression that Nintendo has been, quote, a little slow, end quote, to join global trends such as cloud computing, mobile, and VR. Uh, Miyamoto's response started with, quote, we have not fallen behind, with either VR or network services. We have worked on them from the beginning and have been experimenting with them in a variety of ways. Uh, In that time, we have objectively evaluated whether they actually allow our consumers to have an enjoyable play experience and whether we can operate them at an appropriate cost. Because we don't publicize this until we release a product, it may look like that we're falling behind. Carrie, um, what is Shigeru Miyamoto smoking? To think that Nintendo is somehow on the cutting edge. I don't. Of, well, uh, online services.
1: I don't. I don't think he is trying to imply that they're on the cutting edge. Um, I would disagree with his saying that they haven't fallen behind because I think that they have. But I, I would point more to Nintendo. Him saying that the company has um, evaluated whether or not what they're doing is actually enjoyable and whether or not they're cost value appropriate um i mean i would rather nintendo not release a vr headset at all than have it come out and cost too much money and not have good games or have it come out and be a piece of shit you know um but yeah i mean i think they've fallen behind in in some respects but i if that's the result of them trying to make sure that it is flawless from day one of release, then I'm not that mad about it. But I think it's wrong for them to say that they haven't fallen behind.
0: I mean, look, there's a reason why their online service costs $20 a year and PlayStation and Microsoft can get away with charging $60 sure. a year. Sure. Um, <laughs> and, and it's also, I, I don't think you get to say, uh, we're not falling behind on online. When I still have to type in a twelve-digit code to add my buddy, yeah, on the Nintendo Switch, yeah. Um, don't 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 say stupid things, right? Don't right, say right. that
1: that <laughs> taken by itself, I think is is wholly incorrect of him or anyone to say about Nintendo's online.
0: Um, and, and look, I, I will admit, uh, especially in the Switch era, so in these past uh, two plus years, I would say that their online services have improved by leaps and bounds over where they were. Mm-hmm. But considering where they were, uh, is nothing to really write home about. No. Uh, that's that's not that great of a leap. Um, but so- Sony and Microsoft are, I don't want to say pioneering, because it's not like they're inventing a lot of this stuff, but they are they're very online forward when it comes to like like with the next console generation like the stuff that we're talking about as features is you know streaming and cloud and cl- you know cloud streaming and 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 you know being able to easily you know stream on twitch and things like that and, and social sharing and things of that nature nintendo is nowhere near that level of of communication or or technology right now, like could you imagine? Could you ever imagine seeing like native streaming from your Switch while the Switch exists?
1: I don't know. I'm I, not really trying to hype myself up for streaming shit in
0: general. Yeah, but I'd lo- I'd love to be able to just easily stream, you know, to Twitch or or to YouTube.
1: Didn't they do that the in Switch. Japan though?
0: I don't think so. They didn't they, do, they have. They... They did the thing where they were they were doing the cloud tests for like Assassin's Creed, yeah, or whatever. But that's not. I'm not talking about that. Like I would just like to be able to to stream my gameplay to YouTube from my Switch, oh. like I can on my PS4 or Xbox One.
1: Okay, no, I feel you.
0: Yeah, and and like I couldn't even see them bringing that technology to the Nintendo Switch, and and PS4 and Xbox have had that since you know since Jump Street, right? So yeah, it's, don't don't say silly things, Shigeru, you mm. know. You're, you're a nice old man, but don't <laughs> don't, don't be dumb. Uh, I'm interested to get your take on this final story that we have. So it was announced today uh, that Pokemon Sword and Shield will actually have different gym leaders in the different games. This is something that's never been done before. Of course, typically when Pokemon releases a new title, they release two titles side by side. But for the most part, those two titles are near identical in terms of story and, and, and how you progress through the game. The big difference is the exclusive Pokemon that are available in each one. But apparently mm-hmm. now there's going to be much more difference between uh between these two games when they release so what do you think about this is a long time uh, like fan
1: um i think the last time we had two versions that were that seemed to be going in As different yet parallel directions as these two was Gen 3, which had two different villainous teams. Gen 3 had Team Aqua in one game and Team Magma in the other. So that affected how the story played out. Um, it wasn't just that, oh, you fought like a different couple guys here and there. Like it was, it was pretty different. Um, so I hope that this points to these two versions being. Different enough to to really distinguish them beyond just having a handful of exclusive Pokemon in in each version. So, um,
0: yeah, I mean, I, I would I would agree as someone who has not played a lot of Pokemon at all. Um, I would definitely agree with you in that anything they can do to make these games feel more unique is actually a good thing mm-hmm. because there's so many people that are going to buy them both anyway. Yeah. Um, that you might as well give them value in doing that. And there might be a a few people that are upset that now they feel like they have to buy both games in order to experience the game um, fully. And I don't think that's going to be the case. Like, I don't know if just having different, you know, gym leaders is going to be really warrant um, purchasing two copies of the game. If you weren't (laughs) inclined to anyway.
1: No, but it, it ultimately like giving the game sort of a more distinct flavor or whatever you want to call it from each other, I think is, it's cool. Um, It's not, it's not just, handful of different Pokemon and different legendaries available in in each one
0: it's now nice I'm, now I'm curious I'm curious to ask you this as well so I, I it's, it's occurred to me that really since black and white which is what gen 6 if I'm not mistaken or is that gen 5
1: that's gen 5
0: okay they haven't done like the compiled version no a really long time Do you think no they're doing that it again
1: I kind of doubt it at this point okay. point. and at this point I don't I don't really know that we need to um I thought I mean much like how Black and White 2 were just sort of tied over games until they got X and Y done on the 3DS and how Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon were very much the same thing except I thought they did a better job with Black and White 2 than they did with Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Um it's um I don't know. I it's fine. I don't need like the th- third version of a game unless they're gonna remaster Crystal, which I will buy immediately. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. I Pokemon I, I, is Pokemon. Just, like they come out with a new Pokemon game. I don't care if it's one game or two. I'm gonna buy I'm gonna buy it.
0: So. I just like speculating about what they would call the compiled third version where they to come out with it. Because gun. they're they're, they're be- <laughs> helmet, Pokemon helmet. Um there've been, been like there's so many easy ones that they just let on the table that they've just bypassed by not doing this anymore like z yeah, z yeah. is super easy you could have had pokemon stars which was even rumored for a while i yep. don't even know if that's a it was that that was a real rumor just the internet concocted rumor but you know could yep. have po- pokemon gray yep so you failed you failed all over the place could have <laughs> made all the all this more money but you didn't want it
1: yeah i'm excited for for sword and shield i have i have sword pre-ordered right now
0: um can i tell you something i'm excited too yeah. i might actually check these out when nice. they come out yeah so, i didn't I didn't dislike pokemon when i when i did play them so
1: yep it's i like pokemon good. quite a bit as we'll get into once we get into <laughs> the
0: <laughs> yeah we'll talk about that in a second <laughs> yeah. um we'll take care of a little housekeeping before we get to the post office uh don't forget to go to youtube.com slash dense pixels while you're there click the red subscribe button and ring the bell we post this podcast in video form every single week for you to check out. We also uh, have some other features on there. If I ever do streaming, it's on our YouTube channel. So again, youtube.com slash dense pixels. Don't forget, of course, no matter what podcasting app you listen to podcasts on, subscribe to this show, subscribe to the Nerdpocalypse, Apocalypse, Black on Black Cinema, and Coming Distractions so that you get all of the shows in the TNP Studios network. And speaking of TNP Studios, if you're not a premium member yet, what are you doing? We we tell you every week to sign up. It's just $5 a month or $50 for the entire year. Oh, you can do that at densepixels.com slash premium. Tons and tons of content on there. Uh, just released a new episode of the Men with the Golden Tongues last week for you to check out. I will be on Look Forward this week as well. Uh, we got more episodes of The Eric Grievances coming. We've got new episodes of No Time to Bleed coming. There's never been a better time to sign up for premium than right now. So again, denspixels.com/slash premium to sign up for that today. And finally, Prime Day is next week. You can you can heavily tax the uh, the workings of many Amazon employees, <laughs> forcing them to do wind sprints around the warehouse, uh-huh. all to pick your your uh, your necessary wares. So if you're going to do that, you might as well do it at densepixels.com slash amazon uh you'll pay the same low prime day prices but we'll get a small percentage of the sale you're helping out your favorite video game podcast whenever you buy anything on amazon big or small use our link densepixels.com slash amazon and bookmark it that way you don't have to type it you can just press your bookmark every time (laughs) and give us money and why wouldn't you want to do that (laughs) so we we turn to you even this early in the show to the dense pixels post office because again not a lot of there
1: ain't shit week. going on. <laughs> there wasn't anything
0: going on this week. Um, so we're this. This is no particular order because I think Facebook messed up all of the uh, the comments. So we're just gonna go top to bottom the way that I see him. Uh, Malcolm says that he is still upset at Carrie. So for those of you that don't <laughs> listen to all the shows in the network, <laughs> apparently Carrie was on Apocalypse last week, uh, and there was a big to do about the fact that. Carrie didn't watch '90s sitcoms and doesn't know some, some very popular <laughs> and frankly iconic theme songs from from many of these shows. <laughs> Malcolm says he's still upset at you because you're the same age, just months apart. <laughs>
1: yeah, I and don't, he knew
0: all these things. I don't know. So
1: I'm like, I don't, I don't know why I don't know these things. I'm trying to blame it on the fact that I had old parents, <laughs> like didn't didn't really watch a lot of the a lot of the sitcoms at the time like my my mom watched every single episode of Seinfeld my mom loves Seinfeld my mom makes a Seinfeld reference every single day of her life I swear to god um and i think they watched like frazier and maybe some spin city but like i can't really remember many other sitcoms being on when i was a kid um i watched a lot of old television when i was a kid so i watched like I love Lucy and Partridge Family and Brady Bunch. <laughs> like I, that's that's what I watched. That and like cartoons. I I don't know. By the time I was watching sitcoms, it was like later in the nineties. So, um, like I got into that seventy show and Sabrina and and a
0: few others. And, for, you, for you younger listeners out there, it's it's just it's hard to understate how magical of a time TGIF <laughs> was uh, back in the late 80s and early 90s not only did you have fantastic sitcoms that were family friendly that you could watch with the whole fam that none of which hold up today by any <laughs> stretch of the imagination whatsoever but they they were buoyed by some of the greatest tv theme songs of all time the perfect strangers theme song still one of my favorites ever like like like, like I get a little whimsical and I feel I feel it Whenever I stand in (laughs) tall on the wings of our dreams. Like, it's fantastic. It is good. They're good songs. You can't beat it. Um, Malcolm also asked, what is the fastest any of you have ever completed a game? Well, I suppose it depends on the game. Yeah.
1: I mean, like, there are some games that you can finish really quickly but they're meant to be finished really quickly.
0: Yeah, I guess the fastest one for me is I did beat uh, that game Linger in Shadows that came out on the PS3 that existed only to give you like 12 silver trophies and it cost 99 cents. (laughs) So I beat that in about like, I don't know, 10 minutes.
1: All right. I think the fastest that I have completed a game that is meant to be much longer than the time that I completed it in uh is the first golden sun just because i know the answer to every single puzzle i know all of the boss weaknesses and whatnot um the, that game's meant to be like a 20 to 25 hour rpg pretty standard handheld rpg time uh i can do that in a single sitting in about 10 hours uh i bet if i actually fucked around less even when i'm doing that i could probably shave another couple hours off of that um and I also finished Persona 5 in like 65 hours, and a lot of people were really, like, shocked at how fast that I finished that. So. And that's a first playthrough. That's not a new game plus on that. So. I would say those are like my quick times on games that are supposed to be way longer than those times.
0: I mean, I did once beats, uh, like, on my third playthrough of Metal Gear Solid, I think I beat that in like four hours, just because once you have infinite ammo and Invisibility becomes super easy, yeah. To just play through that game, so. Well, but yeah, I've never. I we talked. We talked about speedrunning last week, and I've never really sat down to try to speedrun. I, I
1: before, have no patience so. for that.
0: So we turn to Johnny, um, who asks, "Why does the Smash community continue to be the absolute worst?" So this is something that I was not really aware of. Johnny sent me a link to a Reddit post. Yeah, uh, here are some here's some topics uh no context but here's just some some topics uh from this reddit post that have links that you can go read more about the stuff uh smashers booing guilty gear top eight at ceo 2016 smashers forcing killer instinct top 32 and top 16 off the stage at evo because they camped literally every single seat and then compared his game to black lives matter to make smash mountain more important the smasher that tried to run tournament organizers over with his car because he lost the tournament the smasher that molested women at a party in broad daylight in front of multiple people smasher that molested a girl went back to mexico then claimed he didn't remember any of it, so he had a legion of fans that advocated to get him unbanned because he's good at Toon Link, so on and so on and so on. I don't feel like going through the entire list. I think the um,
1: one of the more recent ones is like a fifteen-year-old girl like beat this dude, and like all of these shitty men have been just like relentlessly bullying this kid.
0: Well, that that was the, the I think that was the story that 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 caused Johnny to uh, yeah to get in. Um. Look, the fighting game community uh, sucks in general. Doesn't have the best reputation, and some of that is very unfairly deserved, by the way, as well. There are several games uh, whose communities are pretty stellar and pretty good and pretty welcoming, and and you're gonna you're gonna have your bad apples in every in every group. You know my my
1: yeah, my but the saying is the bad apple spoils the whole bunch. True,
0: I know, but like my one of the things that I've always said growing up is if two percent of the population are complete morons, then two percent of any subpopulation by proxy are probably going to be complete morons, right? Mm. But like these, stat, some of these stories sound awful, like absolutely yeah. awful. Um, Johnny describes them as the jugglos of the FGC. I think even jugglos probably have more, uh, better manners and behave better than some of these uh, Smash pros Yeah, that are there. And honestly, too, and this was something, I can't remember what podcast I was listening to. That Smash is a bit of an interesting um, fighting game community in that a lot of their best players don't play in tournaments because a lot of their best players do most of their playing on streams, on Twitch and things like that. Right, And for them to go to a tournament, really means losing twitch views which means losing money so a lot of a lot of the absolute best players in the community um don't even go to tournaments so i i don't know why that would matter but i don't know maybe a lot of these folks that might be giving the community a little bit better of a reputation just don't go because of these things um that sounds awful though like like that that whole line of stories that uh, Johnny sent none of it sounds good. No, um, and just just be better, man. Like it's <laughs> it's especially for fucking Smash Brothers. I've too, I've said this
1: a million billion times. It costs zero dollars to just be nice. Like it costs nothing. It costs you nothing to just be a decent person. It's not that hard to be nice to someone. And yet the Smash community continues to be the absolute fucking cesspool of the fighting game community. I hope these guys get run over by a truck.
0: <laughs> uh, not mincing words. But we don't do that on this podcast anyway. Nope. Uh, so so it's funny, by the way. So I I, I mentioned in the post office that, uh, that you were going to be on the show today. So if you have any... <laughs> Carrie-themed questions, please ask them. I didn't expect all the questions, pretty much, to be, to be Carrie-themed. <laughs> this one is right up your alley. Uh, Amir asks, what is an anime that deserves a video game that's not a fighting game?
1: Hmm. Uh, he's maybe an open-world game, and he's also looking for good animes to watch as well. He's already watching Demon Slayer. Uh, as far as an anime that deserves a video game that isn't a fighter, I would really enjoy a, like a Fruits Basket dating sim. Um I would like that. That that would be cute. Um I'd love to see like like a a good RPG adaptation of a few different anime. Um I think it'd be cool. I think like like maybe they did a Sailor Moon RPG back in the day, but I would love a contemporary one. Um Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of good anime. The problem is that You've got all these, like, hot-blooded shonen anime with a lot of fights in them, so they all translate really well into fighting games. Uh, I'm looking forward to the, the new Dragon Ball Z project that's apparently going to be, like, more of an RPG rather than a fighter. So I think that'll be cool. Hopefully that's successful, and hopefully that spurs more anime game adaptations that aren't just 2D fighting games.
0: Correct me if I'm wrong. I think the big problem that a lot of anime would have uh, about making a video game is that they tend, a lot of anime tend to be pretty niche compared to like the big ones like DVZ, Naruto, things like that. So they might oh. have trouble finding an audience to buy the game.
1: Yeah, I don't think you're wrong about that. Um, I mean, here's the thing I do think you could do like a My Hero Academia RPG and that would be good. Um, I think a lot of times the people making these game adaptations tend to default to fighting games cuz it's the easy thing to do um but i don't know who knows um as far as good anime to watch uh this year i've been watching um jojo's bizarre adventure part 5 golden winds that's super good that's almost that's like that ends this week so you can just binge the whole thing on crunchyroll at this point Uh, I really enjoyed the new adaptation of Fruits Basket. Uh, I started watching Dr. Stone. That just started this past week. That's good. I I don't really know much about the story. I didn't read the manga, but I'm looking forward to watching more of it. The first episode has me intrigued. Uh, As far as other contemporary stuff, I don't really know. I'm just waiting for My Hero Academia to come back at this point. Cause that doesn't come back until October. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you can always like drop me a message on Facebook if you want more in depth, uh, recommendations as far as maybe some older stuff to watch that maybe you didn't watch.
0: Well, there you go. Yep. Uh, trace is mouthful of toast forever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Appreciate it. We're not bringing that back.
0: Uh, Johnny comes back and says, question for Carrie is Geardos?" Trash.
1: I don't think Gyarados is trash. I think Gyarados is pretty cool. Gyarados is a big, angry fella who evolves from an otherwise completely useless shit fish. So, (laughs) yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm down with Gyarados. I like the red one from Gen 2 and onward, but I don't know. Big, angry Uh fish. I'm not mad about him.
0: Brian asks uh, two questions, he says. Uh, the first one is, are you guys still playing Dauntless? And then the second question, if so, would you consider giving Monster Hunter another chance? He played Dauntless, found it to be an extremely watered-down version of Monster Hunter. At first, I didn't understand the mechanics of Monster Hunter, but I eventually figured it out. I've been playing it since it released. So, yes, I'm still playing Dauntless. Um, obviously not at the breakneck pace that I was when it first dropped, but I still... Play it a few times a week. You usually I'm like on an every three day cycle now because that way my patrol chests all fill up, so I can you know do some quick orb grinding before doing what I need to do. Um, will I give Monster Hunter another chance? No. Um, <laughs> I I like so the th- one of the things I like about Nautilus is because it is extremely streamlined, and and Bryant uses the term watered down, and that's okay for me because the things that Monster Hunter has that makes it not watered down to me when I played it. And and again, I played it for a very small period of time. So I'm not the guy whose opinion you should, you should value on this, uh, just seemed complex for the sake of complexity. And I'm sure that if I really sat down and spent, you know, 10 to 15 hours playing Monster Hunter and learning the systems and and doing all that jazz that I would find it pretty rewarding and what might enjoy myself. But at the same time, like, a game like that, like, I love the fact that I can boot up Dauntless, go on a couple hunts, play for a couple hours, get some resources, work towards, just, you know, improving the gear that I have, and then bounce. And I don't need to worry about sitting there and playing it for hours and, hours and hours and hours and hours and doing all this grinding and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I I thought about giving Iceborne a look when it came out, and I'm just not going to do that, at least <laughs> not for a while um cuz Borderlands also is coming out around that time and Link's Awakening and the Destiny expansion and other stuff that I actually want to play. So, but I'll still I'll still be messing with Dauntless. The new season is starting in a couple weeks, so looking forward to seeing what the theme is cuz the ninja stuff's not really doing it for me in this current season. Uh Malcolm says uh top 5 favorite Pokémon and why is it the Squirtle squad?
1: I do like Squirtle. Uh, Squirtle is within my top 5. I would say that. Um
0: Why does one Squirtle have rad sunglasses? Because he's
1: the the leader of the Squirtle
0: Squad. Okay. Are they blind? Is that why they're wearing such dark? No.
1: (laughs) No. No. Yeah. Top five Pokemon is hard. I mean, my top two are Mewtwo and Pinsir. Those are what I have tattoos of. Those are my two favorites. Um, I don't know. I have a lot of favorite Pokemon. I like Squirtle. I like Pikachu. I like Crobat. Um, I like Meowth. I like Alolan Persian a lot. Alolan Persian looks like normal is really funny. He's just round, he's just a round boy, and I enjoy him quite a bit.
0: And see, for me, like if the question was directed at me, the question could just be, could you name five Pokemon? To which I say maybe. (laughs) Yeah. It's possible.
1: I don't know. I like I like a lot of Pokemon. It's hard, it's hard to, like, limit, like, a number. I'm just like, I I love them. I love them all. <laughs> Even the well, ones from, like, Gen 5 and 6, where, like, it starts to get to the point where I can't really name them all right off the bat. Uh, I like Swadloon a lot. That's a Gen 5 that I really when, enjoy. When
0: are they going to stop making new Pokemon? Um, like is, 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 is hopefully there, is there after I'm limit? dead. Okay.
1: Yeah, I, I imagine there's probably going to be a point where they run out of ideas and they just stop making new ones. But Going to
0: be a point. I'm pretty sure that they're getting dangerously close to that point. I don't at, know. At, at points here, We have so a Corgi
1: <laughs> Pokemon now. We never had a Corgi Pokemon before. They, so, they announced so, him so, today. So is that what, so is
0: that what they're, gonna they're gonna going to start doing? Is they're just going to start going to, like, subbreeds of overarching animal types? Yeah, that's fine. There you go. Fair enough.
1: Corgis are fat. And I like them. <laughs> Therefore, I like the Fat Corgi Pokemon. Can't remember his name right now, but he's
0: cute. Uh, a long-time listener, but first-time commenter, Jay, <laughs> asks, how the hell did you not know the Golden Girls theme? They're going to come for your white card for this. <laughs> and he says, by the way, a white card is just a card that says Froyo uh, on it.
1: Uh, I don't even like Froyo. <laughs>
0: I so wait. I so knew good. the I, 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 I not... like I
1: knew the song. I recognized the song. I just wasn't able to place it in the moment. I recognized the song.
0: That's incredible. So I'm not to call listened me to some that slack. part of the episode yet, but man,
1: yeah, I got dunked on real hard because I'm apparently a literal fetus. Meanwhile, Jay, <laughs> Micah, and Terrence are 85 year old men, and that. That's just how things are on the nerdpocalypse. You're either an old man or a fetus. There is nothing in between.
0: Well, I mean, to be fair, that's that's all they know. Yeah. That's all that's all they surround themselves with. Yeah. Cause like I said, even though I'm significantly younger than many of the other people on the uh on the network, <laughs> I'm old in spirit. So <laughs> we easily get along very, very well. Uh, Cam says, Do you guys think people are making too big a deal out of the Gala region only Pokedex in Sword and Shield? So, for those of you unfamiliar, apparently the only Pokemon you'll be able to catch in the game are the new ones that are being put in the game?
1: No, they're not only doing the new ones. So, basically, like, there's not what's called a national dex. So not all 800-something Pokemon will be available to catch. You will only get the ones available in Galar, which we've seen have included many Pokemon from previous generations as well. Um,
0: Wait, so help me out with something here. Yes. So in, let's just say Sun and Moon, for example, you were able to catch literally every Pokemon that existed up to that point in Sun and Moon? I believe so. Why would you do that to your fucking players? I think it's, you
1: know, here's the thing about Pokemon, right? Is, um, and it's one of the things that I love about Pokemon is that regardless of like which Pokemon it is, that Pokemon is someone's favorite. Like people were very confused when I got a tattoo of Pinsir and I was like, that's my boy. That's my ugly bug son. And I love him. Um, so to answer Cam's question, I don't think people are making too big a deal out of it, especially because Nintendo and the Pokemon Company have done so much and have made such a big deal out of doing things like the cloud storage for Pokemon in Pokemon Bank, in, you know, making all of these services available to transfer Pokemon into new generations and, and whatnot. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think people are making too big a deal out of it because it comes off like they are sort of reneging a little bit on on a promise. You know, don't don't make all these services available and say, yeah, transfer your favorite Pokemon into the new game and use your favorite Pokemon over and over again if that's what you want to do, and then like don't make that actually available. Um, I understand why they are not making all eight hundred available in the Galar region in Sword and Shield, because it takes an incredible amount of time to render <laughs> all of those assets, to say, animate. You, people,
0: people do want this game to come out like in a reasonable yeah, fashion, right? Yeah,
1: obviously it, it takes a long time to render these characters, to make new animations for all of them in on the Switch. Um, I, the thing that I think people are taking a little too far, and I've seen a lot on Twitter, is um, I think people's reactions are maybe a little out of hand. Um, I think harassing members of the development team who have public Twitter accounts is a really bad look. Uh, Don't do that. That's a shit thing to do. But I, I I think it's reasonable to be upset. I think it's reasonable to be upset about it. After they spent all this time developing all these tools to transfer any Pokemon from any game and with the presumed intention of transfer them transfer any pokemon into any other game and then they're just like oh, hold up we got like a roadblock for 400 of these fuckers and you're not going to be able to actually transfer them like i'm going to be a little upset if pincer isn't in sword and shield it's not the end of the world but pincer's my favorite i like having pincer on my team so i'm going to be a little miffed if i can't have a pincer on my team in sword and shield because he's like a staple of have, my they, have they
0: said how many pokemon are going to be available in the no game? Okay.
1: No, they haven't. They haven't confirmed. They've just said we're only doing a Galar decks. We're not doing a national decks, which basically means you'll have a set number of things in this, but you're not going to be able to expand your decks after you become the champion, which is what they've done in previous games.
0: So, gotcha. I can see. I can see both sides of the argument. There. Yeah, but like you said, don't fucking yell at developers. On the
1: yeah, team. I mean, again. Reasonable, absolutely reasonable to be upset, but like just calm down about or, it. There's or, nothing or you if, can do. Or if
0: you're going to say something to them, do it constructively, like, hey, maybe you guys could add these through, you know, patches and online updates or yeah. something like that. So Yeah. Finally, uh, I will finally give Leonardo his due. So for those of you that don't actually go on the post early, Leonardo, uh, who is the biggest A one number one Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order fan on the face of the planet and is super hyped for this game, uh, knows that I am not. And he's <laughs> baiting me to read ridiculous Star Wars questions during the post office, which I have not done so far. However, he's asking a legitimate question that deserves to be answered. So I will read the prologue as well. He says, in Jedi Fallen Order, you will have a companion droid named BD-1 who's a very handy and cute companion that the internet has fallen in love with I will need to see your sources. Uh, what is a favorite companion NPC from a video game? One that doesn't make me feel like I'm dragging a 20-pound stone attached to a chain <laughs> alongside me. That is the preferred uh NPC companion.
1: Um I've got a couple. I mean, I think going back to back to when I was a kid and I was like first getting to go back to Pokemon, of course, what else am I going to talk about? Uh, the first time I played Pokemon Yellow, which is where the first game where you had like Pikachu following you around for the game. I guess I was like nine or ten years old at the time. Um, so I, I really like that. I like that you could like turn around and talk to Pikachu and he would like make a cute face at you. And, and you know, I, when you're a kid, that's the best thing in the world. You just want to be friends with Pikachu. So I've got a lot of nostalgia for like Pokemon Yellow's Pikachu uh, as far as this is concerned. More recently, uh, I like Morgana from Persona 5 quite a bit. Uh, I'm a sucker for cats in general, but uh, I really liked Morgana. I liked Morgana's whole story. I liked his bond with Joker a lot. I'm looking forward to seeing how Persona 5 the Royal mixes things up a bit with Morgana. Yeah, I like I like Mona quite a
0: bit. Um, I think it's very difficult to get better than Atreus was in the most recent God of War game. Um if you're gonna have an NPC companion that's gonna follow you around, make them able to help you without hindering you in any way, shape, or form. Like that's that's literally what you need. Atreus did a great job with that. You could also upgrade him and give him better abilities as the game went along. That's perfect. Um from just from a pure Comedy effect, um, <laughs> uh, Buzz Buzz from Earthbound <laughs> was always great for a laugh. Oh
1: uh, no.
0: And fantastic, no. and, and extremely and extremely powerful.
1: Uh, <laughs> extremely early in the game, until powerful. he was
0: uh, until he was murdered, uh, very early on, which was very sad.
1: Oh, well, if I can talk about um, just just to bring things full circle here, here one of my least favorite companions is fucking Donald Duck. In Kingdom Hearts, which is sad because I otherwise love Donald. I I love Donald Duck so much, but he is fucking useless in Kingdom Hearts. He never heals you. That's his whole job is to be your like magic support. And he's like, what if Sora just died? Whatever. No problem. No feathers off my back.
0: <sighs> Donald's AI is really bad. You can't control him?
1: No. Nope. Nope, they just follow you. You can basically tell him how often to use certain skills, but I feel like those don't actually have that much of an impact on the game. I feel like that's just like a placebo effect. (laughs) I don't think that's actually changing how the AI interacts at all. Meanwhile, uh, Goofy fucking dies for you in Kingdom Hearts 2 for like six minutes. (laughs) That's the thing. Goofy dies. Goofy dies in Kingdom Hearts 2. Like He takes a bullet, basically. Or Sora and Mickey. And then Mickey's like, they're going to pay for this. I'm not going to do a Mickey Mouse voice. I'm no good at that. I'm no good at
0: that. <laughs> I can't even imagine no, no, that no, no, line no. no. read.
1: Yeah. He's he's just like, they're going to pay. And then he rushes off. And then like you go off for like six minutes with just Donald. And you're like, wow, I can't believe Goofy's fucking dead. And then like six minutes later, he's like, gosh, guys, why'd you guys leave me behind? And I'm like, okay.
0: <laughs> oh, my Lord. Yep. We came full circle. We did. We ended on Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. What a terrible thing I love. to happen. <laughs> My God. Well, that's it for us. Thank you guys for uh, providing so many questions this week so that we could squeeze an hour out of the barren teat that was uh, this news docket this week. So appreciate that very much. Um, don't forget to go to the fan group densepixels.com slash fans if you want to participate in the post office every week that's where we post the questions so you gotta, you gotta join in there uh, don't forget to follow us on social media at densepixels again no matter what podcasting app you use subscribe to all of the TNP studio shows uh, don't forget to sign for premium and of course if you want to see a stream uh, again I use densepixels.com or youtube.com slash densepixels rather uh, Terrence is apparition410 and Carrie is Carrie. Uh, who streams probably more than any of us does. So that's, that's who you should follow <laughs> to see to see some good game streams happen. And so, Carrie, thank you for joining the pod you got this it. week. Uh, thank you guys very much for listening and watching this episode. And we will see you all the next time.
1: See ya.